Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, before the delightful and awesomely entertaining Bumblebee hit theaters, there was five really loud and noisy Michael Bay Transformers movies, but before that, there was an animated movie that the only way to sum it up would be to say, You got the touch! You Welcome got the power! Featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews, Popcorn Talk, we talk movies, and now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty movie pleasure. Oh, here we go. There it is. You got the touch. You got the power. Such an uplifting tune. Man. Yeah. That's the best. The- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've never felt so much like I had the touch. You know, it's one of those things where I think if this was my ringtone and I was feeling down, yeah. I would just have people call me and it'd be like, oh. I'd probably, you know what I would do is I would get a home phone so that I could call myself. I wouldn't even wait for people to call me. I mean, there's the option just to play it. <laughs> I love that we're like, no. no. Uh-uh, no. It has to I be an pay, outside force that is bringing this I to us. I would get a Comcast bundle. Just. And I would purchase a home phone at Circuit City. And I would, uh, wow. I would call myself. You're going to have to go back in time. Well, to the time machine. Oh, man. So uh, I am so excited about today. You got the touch. I'm so glad, Jeff, by the way, that you cut me off because I don't know if my voice could have handled any more of singing that. I, uh, I was reading your mind, Ben. <laughs> I got your back, man. I got your back. I was like, you got the touch. And then I was like, oh, crap. You, were you reading his mind or the terrified look on his face? It was both. My, yeah. my knee-jerk reaction, honestly, was like, if he's done here and I wait, the awkward silence is much worse than him continuing to sing. I would have loved it. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. And then Jeff is like. The, I did Welcome risk, to Popcorn Talk. <laughs> I do a risk reward assessment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was a there was worth. You got the reward. There I was think no we, risk there. all of us won there, so it's great. We all won. Oh man! So uh, I'm finding a little bit of an allergy thing. So if you're listening, I don't usually sound like I. Uh, I don't. Do I sound as bad as I think I sound? No, you sound great, man. Oh, you sound like thanks. totally invigorated. Because I got the touch. Yeah, you have the touch. <laughs> Anyways, both the touch and the power. So we talked about this because. Um, one of our viewers suggested doing the old school Transformers movie because Bumblebee was coming out, but Bumblebee came out over the holidays. We were on a hiatus. I've now seen that movie twice because I'm I'm enamored with it. It's so good. It right now as a full grown adult, it's one of my favorite movies of last year. One of my top twenty. I have twenty. I love too many movies, but no need to apologize. For but that. if I was a kid watching this, I would literally drag my parents to the theater every weekend to see this. I would buy it. I would watch it every day. This would be my favorite movie of all time if I was a kid because it Bumblebee feels like. And other people said this. I'm not like this. Isn't me coming up with it? That it's like an Amblin version of a Transformers movie where it's it's more focused on. Charlie, played by Haley Steinfeld, and uh, Bumblebee and their relationship. Played by who? Uh, Bumblebee, played by uh, <laughs> motion capture. Oh, a robot? A robot. Yeah, cool. Uh, and their relationship and their friendship that forms. And then there is a ton of action in there as well. It's not quite as much as like the of, of Michael Bay movies, but holy hell, Michael Bay movie. I've been going back and rewatching just the action scenes of the Transformers franchise, mm-hmm. and it's watchable if you fast-forward through all the human stuff. But this, the human stuff works just as well as the the clanging, and there's a ton of heart. I may have gotten teary-eyed at one point. What, what was the point? I can't tell you. Okay. It's a spoiler. I, well, I was looking for a timestamp. So but... I was so stoked. Yeah, it was at one hour and 38 <laughs> minutes. So I was so stoked to revisit this because... 
The only memory I had about this movie was that Optimus Prime, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, Optimus Prime, it's from 1987, that Optimus Prime died, and it, like, wrecked me as a kid. And I don't think I ever watched it again after that. I don't think I ever watched the movie. I think I saw it once, and it devastated me. And then I was more obsessed with the G.I. Joe movie, which also... Duke was supposed to die in that, but because of this, they have a voiceover line added in where it's like, and Duke's okay! And it's a frozen <laughs> image of them, not even, they're not even cheering, they're like, hooray! And it just pans across like this. Yeah. So, clearly they course corrected. Watching it now, it's confusing! The animation's awesome, and the action scenes are really fun and cool, but I don't really have any idea what happened in this movie. And I'm gonna stop talking because I've been talking for way too long. Jesse, what's your... Uh, what's your way into the Transformers franchise? Have you seen any of them other than on here? Uh, yeah, so we did... Which one did we cover? Number Dark three? Dark of the Moon, number three. I had seen the first two before we yep. did that. Um, and you stopped because the second one was so I stopped bad. because I the second that. one was bad. Three was fine. Three was... Yeah, three the was fine. was great. It was fine. I'm actually... I enjoy watching Shia LaBeouf. That might be a controversial <laughs> opinion. I yeah, I, that's how I say it. That's the only um, way you get away with that opinion. That is me being. That's the fanciest thing I know how to say. Is someone else's name, Shia LaBeouf. Saying it wrong too. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, the fanciest thing I know how to say. Listen, is the, listen, I, come change my mind, Shia. If you're listening. Um, Did but you watch I, the cartoon growing up? Uh, so I don't have a memory of watching the cartoon, but I think I did have like action figures. Um, oh, yeah. And I, so I probably watched a little bit of the cartoon. Um, so I had no knowledge of this movie's existence until we discussed doing it. Your text I, to me today was amazing. I, I texted you today. Do you want to read what I texted I you today? I think you just said something very simple, which it was, was where yeah. um, I have absolutely no idea what happened in this movie. Yeah, I don't. And I said it's ellipses confusing AF. Yes. And so my interpretation <laughs> of your response was that... It, you you knew the players and the basic moves and but so I might be off on this and you knew like the language that was being spoken yeah, and you degree. understood generally like the construct of this film. To I degree, yeah. I literally mean I don't know anything that happened in this movie. I do not understand what was going on and like it really you talked about like the the people in Michael, yeah. like skipping the human part of the Michael Bay movies. This but entire it, movie skips the human. God, it really made me appreciate the fact that they like yeah. tried to make it relatable in the Michael Bay movies yeah. by introducing humans and placing it on There's Earth. There's two in this entire film, and they're 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 barely in it. Barely. The dad has maybe like two lines. I thought lines, he was dead forever. And the kid was fishing, and then the kid was in a robot suit, and that was it. And yeah. like it. It is so difficult to follow if you don't if you don't have like intimate knowledge I of this universe. Jump in. Yes. Are you saying that the Michael Bay standard is a more human depiction than any? If Michael Bay is a filmmaker who cares about human beings, this film sounds very confusing. It, it was in, and listen, I don't know if this was a Michael Bay choice or if it was a studio note or if someone was like the only way we're making a Transformers movie is if you place it on Earth and have humans. Well, <sighs> But it was the right call because this was so hard to follow. The cartoons, for the most part, when I, I what I remember, I haven't seen them in years. But when I was a kid, I remember a lot of it was on Earth, and it was always at least the first season was kind of like regurgitations of the same plot, where it was like Megatron was going to try and find Energon, which was the source of power they needed to, I think, rebuild Cybertron, their planet that was destroyed mm-hmm. in the war, and. 
And so they're like, hey, let's um, – so they, they, um, they just kept trying to find different sources of energy on Earth, and the Autobots kept, kept stopping them. Uh-huh. But what I was so confused about in this is that I knew Optimus Prime, I knew Bumblebee, I knew Hot Rod, I knew um, the Dinobots and Megatron and stuff. But, and I had loosely heard of Unicron, and Unicron comes into play – I think at the end of the fifth Michael Bay movie where, where if I remember right, spoilers, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think Earth turns out to be Unicron. Like, Ooh, like, I think. That's a twist. But I remember so little about the Michael Bay plots that I'm like, ah, the first one, Sam Witwicky had glasses that led them, that had the imprint of where to go to get the AllSpark. Which is supposed to bring life, and then that's what kills Megatron, which makes no sense. And then the second one's the Matrix of Leadership, and it's just all these right. things they throw at you. Right. So Unicron is kind of like Galactus from the Marvel comics. Is he's just a planet eater, um, I guess. But I, as far as I could understand from reading different things online, is that this is the first introduction of Unicron. And if that's so, they do a really terrible job of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah, like I I brought this up before, but when you have like a fake problem and then to solve it, you have a fake solution like that's really hard for me to get on board with. But then when you add on the fact that these are fake beings on fake planets, it's It's like there's no (laughs) rhyme or reason to anything and any anything could solve any problem. Yeah. And it's there's no like tension at all. But I like I was watching it. You're right. This this entire thing is like anything could solve any problem because nothing (laughs) nothing makes sense. sense. I still before we go on. For the Transformers fans out there, I still love this mess of a movie. I had a blast watching it. I don't know what was going on for most of it, but I had so much fun with the cheese ball. Every battle scene, there's some shitty, like, fake hair band that comes yeah. on. Like, yeah. we're going to fire and do the stuff. And, of course, the touch is the best song. I, the so the music cued me into, like, good stuff's happening now. That's like how I knew yeah. is when there was the battles like, are cool. The, yeah, the but I don't awesome. know who's who. And so and it like made it worse that like a couple of times. So they like alternated when they would be like Decepticons. They were either like ruining the damage that the, that the Decepticons had done or they were rallying the Decepticons. And they did it both ways. So you're just like, and I was like, going, who, uh, who is yeah. this group of people or robots that I'm watching right now? I can't tell. I can't like visually tell. And so I need the audio cue. And if they're going back and forth, I was like, I have no idea. See, I knew just from the my basic knowledge right. of the toys and stuff, I knew who was Autobots and who was Decepticons. But before we get any further, I am so excited to do. Can we do the plot in under three minutes? Good God, don't give us five. That'll be too much. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can listen, film three. Minutes. I have very little to contribute to this. I'm so excited, but I'll do my best. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Whenever you're ready in the booth, we'll... Oh, God, we're starting. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ah, all right. Um, so we start off, Unicron shows up and commits full-on planet genocide and eats a planet. And then um, the Decepticons conquered Cybertron, and there's moon bases around Cybertron where the Autobots are hiding, but I guess not really doing a good job of hiding. And they stage a coup on Cybertron, but before they do that... There's a tiny robot that comes in, a tiny Decepticon that sees their plan, so they're really not protecting their secret plan that well. <laughs> the the uh, Decepticons fight them. Uh, they go to Earth? Yeah, that, so on, a base Earth, on Earth, there's a kid, and he's fishing. Spike, right? Or no? Yep. Daniel. 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 Spike's his dad. He's fishing, and then he sees, like, the ship coming, and he's like, gotta run. <laughs> 
And then he runs, and then the transformer turns into a car, and he's like, "Better if we drive." Yeah. And then uh-huh. he drives. Yeah. And then there's a huge <laughs> battle on Earth where the Decepticons coming. Optimus Prime goes, "We have to defeat Megatron, no matter the cost." And then you got the touch starts playing, and he goes full on like. When you're watching this movie, keep in mind that Autobots and Decepticons are living creatures from their planets. Mm-hmm. So when they're blasting heads off, ripping arms off and stuff, this is like the most violent animated movie I've ever seen. If you if you think of them as any kind of living organism. Sure. And so Optimus Prime is just blasting away and he's doing a, he's killing all the Decepticons, but then Megatron comes in and full on uh just Tony Sopranos him, shoots him a whole, a whole bunch of times. He ends up. They they take oh God the Matrix. The Matrix. He gives the Matrix to another one to, of uh, the Autobots. Optimus uh, to uh, what's his name? What's his keep saying uh, stuff? So and then uh, the Decepticons think they've what's his name? killed every. But then like this big the big bad guy. This, What's his name? Megatron. Me- no, Unicron. But like, yeah, Unicron is like, no, you got to kill the Matrix. And he's like, I did. And he's like, no, you didn't. And yeah. he's like, all right, well, I guess I got to go back out there. And then then there's uh, uh, Starscream who uh, Megatron is severely wounded in the battle. And Starscream throws him out to be scrap metal. And uh, and Megatron gets taken in by Unicron and, and turned into Galvatron. Now he's voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Galvatron goes and they kill off a whole bunch more Autobots. The Autobots are separated. One on a shark shark Sharkticon planet, the other on a Buildicon or something. They're like there are dinosaurs. There are dinosaurs. This is what I know. Dinobots uh, and sharks on one planet, and this weird turning thing that's saying guilty or innocent. It doesn't seem to matter what you say. You just get fed to the Sharkticons. And then there's these guys that look like uh, like Genghis Khan fighters, but they're robots with Australian accents, and they're building things. And they start to fight him at first until they're given the universal greeting from Hot Rod. Then they all help each other out. And then Hot Rod takes the Matrix of Leadership and goes and kills uh, Unicron with it. And it blows up and you got the touch. You got the touch. I feel like I ended that on such a fart because my brain was just like, I don't know what's happening. Right. But that's it's not your fault, Ben. (laughs) It's not your fault. You know what's the craziest thing? So here's – I read this on – this is how many characters they kill off. Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Ratchet, Prowl, Brawn, Wheeljack, Windcharger, Megatron, Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker, Shrapnel, Kickback, and Bombshell. Optimus Prime, Megatron, and Starscream, and Ratchet, and Ironhide are like some of the biggest Transformers. Right, so where does this fit in the this Transformer is, canon? This is after the second season. It bridges the gap to season three. And what I when I watched the behind the scenes on this and read a bunch on IMDb about it, is that uh, it turns out that Hasbro kind of was like, and and the creators of the TV show, it was all about toys. It was all about marketing right. new toys. So they're like, we need new stuff. Because I thought all these characters, I was like, I don't remember Sharktacons. I don't remember any of this in the cartoon. And a ton of this was thrown in in the movie new. And that's why they just murdered off... And they didn't even think that this, the killing Optimus Prime was going to like ruin kids' lives, but like kids were leaving the theater crying and parents were writing in super mad. And then they end up bringing him to life again in season three, which I loosely remember like some kind of Autobot heaven sequence. <laughs> I, I, I may have dreamed that. But so that's why they killed off all of our favorite characters just to make new damn toys. Listen, I literally was it's an watch- easier way to make new toys. Yeah, they could have just introduced them without killing other like they do in every other or have them get kidnapped and taken a, and then yeah. they, like the X Men. Right, the original X Men team gets kidnapped. They introduce a new team of X Men with Wolverine and Thunderhawk and all, or Thunderbird and all them to go. Right, 
Yeah. You don't it's need a to simple murder solution. Him. You don't have to kill him. But I was I was yeah. watching it uh, yesterday, and my wife was like sitting there doing some work, <laughs> and Optimus Prime died, and I looked at her, and I was like, "Damn, that was the only one I knew." <laughs> And it died. You're screwed. Uh, you yeah. I knew Bumblebee, but Bumblebee, Bumblebee was gets, also barely in it. Bumblebee gets like him and Bumblebee's uh, with the dad. Him who, like, yeah. never shows up. Bumblebee and Spike, it turns out later on, they're on this really long conveyor belt that's dipping them into like a vat of acid in sure. Unicron, which again, they show these Decepticons and Autobots like melting away and that's the thing I couldn't help but notice in this movie is how shockingly violent it is. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I still loved everything about this, except that it made no sense. Right. Now let's get into, <laughs> first and foremost, let's play the Transformers theme song, because this... Welcome to the oh, Popcorn Talk. Or that. Uh, it got clip number one. It got kicked up a notch for the movie. That's some auto-tunes before auto-tunes existed. Yeah, it sure was. It's just like... (laughs) Every single song has this awesome, yelly, hairband, like... Do you feel, do you feel the passion behind this song? And like, I just would love to have been at the recording. Oh God! Been like, we just need this? you to feel this a little more. And he'd be like, "I got you." I got yeah. You. Oh, you <laughs> the best part is, you know that it was only his voice because the instrumental was in his headphones. So it's just some dude screaming just, that, just, just ripping. You yeah. can't hear the instrumental; it's just him soloing, just shredding it. that. Let's just yeah. play the first second of the first like line of that again because he's I just feeling it. He's like, "I got this. Don't worry, guys." Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, I could listen to it all day. I love it. And then the credits come up, and when I saw Orson Welles was Unicron, I was like, what? This is his final movie. Was it really? Yeah. And in the behind the scenes, they were saying he was so unhealthy at the time that, that like, when they recorded... I don't mean to laugh, but just, no, like, that's yeah, such a shame that they made him do... Th- that yeah. They were like, okay, we understand that you're on, like, your like, last leg, but was, please do this Transformers movie. He was recording it, and he was so, um, like, his voice was so labored and everything that the director was like, I can't use any of this. So they had to put it... They had to, like, tweak it with basically auto-tunes in the 80s yeah. and, and make it kind of that weird... Um, like more robotic sounding because otherwise it would have been unusable. Wow. And Starscream is the same guy who did Cobra Commander, which is really obvious. In fact, let's just play clip number three since I just mentioned it. If you ever watch G.I. Joe, this is not only the same actor, but the same exact voice. <laughs> You could, and the sound effects are the same. It's like you could imagine G.I. Joe and Cobra shooting at each other. Sure. Pathetic fools. This. Don't get me wrong. I love that voice. Hey, he's good at it. He's good at it. It's just like. He was like, I know why you hired me. I mean, it is just like dead on. And this guy does a ton of other voices. It's not his only voice. So clearly Hasbro was like, hey, what you doing for, whichever one came first, I can't remember. They were like, hey, what you did for that one? Yeah. Do it for this one. He's like, no notes necessary. <laughs> no I got notes you. necessary. Yeah. Pathetic fools, there is no escape. Speaking of, I saw the movie Escape Room today, and uh, in the beginning of it, um, they locked the doors to the theater, which I thought was really weird. Oh. 
and they were like, no potty breaks because you might miss a plot point. And when I banged on the door and I yelled to management, they just said, clip three. Luckily, it was like an hour and 40 minutes, so That's, I could hold it. I mean, God and, bless you. You know, had I missed anything, it would have been a key to figuring out the rooms. So I appreciated them making it a fully immersive theatrical experience. Sure, but... The other guy that was in the theater, the only other person <laughs> in there, he panicked a little. Yeah, there was, uh, and right after they played Panic Room, which is like very and, and then I came here. Yeah. I've been uh-huh. stuck in a theater for five and a half hours. Uh, it's not something you plan on. <laughs> it's just something that happens to you. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and let's play clip number uh, two, because this is like definitely... Um, Classic Transformers sound effects. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know how many, and I love that they use that in Bumblebee. They used it a little bit, too, in the Michael Bay movies as well. They they did a good job with that. Um, but that sound, I need that to be my text message sound. Oh, sorry. Hey, I got a text from <laughs> the HOA. Blah, blah, blah. Anything. Any, any text I get would be heightened by that. Just like the you got the touch would heighten every phone call. I yeah, get. the problem Could is. the IRS, and I'd be like, yeah, nice. what's up? Why, why are you texting me, IRS? <laughs> Uh, sorry, with the government shutdown, yeah, we, have, we have limited resources. Yeah. We have to text you. I'm using my personal phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play that again. I love it. Do you remember what was happening in this it's, moment? It's just one of the. It's one of the Autobots are transforming. Oh, they're transforming. That's the typical uh, transforming sound. Okay. So for me, I love it because it makes no sense. Uh, the sound effect for metal transforming into another object makes no sense to make that noise. Yeah, but it's awesome because anytime like I'm I'm you know if I was like say a spoon falls into the garbage disposal in my uh-huh. sink and if I accidentally turn it on if it made this sound I'd be freaked out I'd be like duh yeah sure. what happened to the sure, spoon sure. it would be funny though if they made it like a more realistic sound. It's just like screeching metal. <laughs> it's like... Imagine how off-putting that would be for a kid's show. Yeah. We can only really transform once. <laughs> After that, it gets... They get mandated one transformation yeah. per episode. They're like arthritic transformers. <laughs> like, this is actually really painful for us. <laughs> uh, oh my god, what? I love when I talk text my notes. Because... It says, Starscream, get stocking, has to shoot his own foot off to escape. I don't know what get stocking has to... I don't know what that is. I think he I obviously said, needs stockings. I think it's Starscream had to shoot his own... I don't know. But yeah, like so that's another part where like Starscream gets stuck in this battle on Earth. Uh, we already kind of went over... There's basically Unicron shows up, eats a planet, and then the... <laughs> The Autobots are hiding real close to Cybertron, where the Decepticons now take, have taken over, and they're talking about their plan in length. So they do a reverse James Bond, where they tell their entire plan right. while a bad guy's spying on them, and then the bad guys come and attack, and then the, the attack goes to Earth, where Starscream gets stuck in one of the... His foot's stuck I, but, as, it, as, as the base is transforming, I guess. I also, like... Uh, and has to shoot his own foot off. The plan that they that they're like spelling out is just kind of like a hope. It's not even yeah, like, all right, like, here's here's our tactical advantage that we're gonna like. It's like, ooh, I hope we have enough whatever to get back to yeah. wherever. Wasn't it? Because and there's a lot of there's so many typical amazingly 
80s moments where like um, Soundwave, he's like, all right, I'm going to listen. The Decepticon's like, I'm going to listen in. And he turns into a cassette tape boombox yeah. and then plugs into these super high tech machines to, to transmit signals. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's great. And they actually do that in Bumblebee in the opening. Soundwave lets out Ravager or uh, Ravage. Uh, it's not a spoiler. It happens pretty quickly. Actually, it's towards him. Whatever. Anyways, it's, it's the cool. last thing that happens in the it's movie. It's literally don't worry about <laughs> the it. Final yeah. scene. You can walk no. out now five minutes before the movie ends because <laughs> no, you the know what happens. Scene. It's something outside. They won't control. let you out though. It's, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new thing. Uh-huh. Um, we get introduced to several uh, characters. Soundwave ejecting all of his cassette tapes that all turn into different animals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had the cassette tapes that transformed, really? which were so fun. Um, then we get introduced to Blur, which is the I we never really understand anything about him except he talks really. This fast. is the one who talks fast. Yeah, can yeah. we play clip number four? We got Decepticons in the gates. Decepticons in the air. Decepticons inside the walls. Decepticons. 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 If we beat them with the walls, then they're still in the air. If we shoot them out of the air, then they're still at the gates. So does that leave us nowhere? That's where. I think that's the the end of the movie. When you, the credits go, so where did this leave us? Nowhere. That's Nowhere. where. I yeah. think that's kind of... <laughs> if that's what it felt like. That was the thesis yeah. for the film. Mm-hmm. The only place this left us is all your beloved characters dead. But it's perfect that they gave him the exposition because it's so impossible to figure out what he's saying. Yeah. And they're just like, why don't you say everything because you say it quickly. They were saying he's, at the time, he was one of the people who like could talk faster than anybody else. I don't think, I don't know if he was the Micro Machines guy, but I know he, yeah, the, in the behind the scenes, they were like, this specific voice actor could talk faster than anyone else and you could still understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I found that interesting. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, a little tidbit so for this, you. So this is where all hope looks lost. And basically, Optimus Prime, the difference between... Autobots and Decepticons, usually with superheroes and supervillains, like Batman and Joker, the main difference is Batman won't kill unless he's absolutely forced to. Mm. Uh, Supposedly, they play willy-nilly with it in the movies for sure. But like the defining characteristic is Joker will kill at random, Batman will not. And in this, you would think that that's the thing. But the Autobots just straight up murder Decepticons left and right. Yeah, And Decepticons straight up murder Autobots. So really... What if we're just watching a propaganda machine for the Autobots and the Decepticons aren't that bad? I don't know. I'm just saying. We never get their what side if, of it. What if they're trying to brainwash us into being on their side? What, who, do we know who produced this film? I would love film? to see Alex do Jones get who, mad. Yeah. And be like, you see, this whole time the Decepticons are getting in trouble and they're not the ones that are It's the Autobots. Well, you can't see It's the see Autobots and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Deep deep South or whatever the it's called. Deep what, South? What called deep it? State? Deep State. That's yeah. it. Deep, deep, <laughs> the deep South. The Autobots and the Deep South? <laughs> what? I don't know. Are they making sweet tea together? Well, it's also... Yeah, that sweet tea's brainwashing I mean, us. yeah. Why do I say... Why do I sound like Richard Nixon when I impersonate Alex Jones? The same guy. A lot of people don't know that. They're the same guy. Yeah, fair. (laughs) I love that I keep throwing little stupid political... They're not political jokes. They're just jokes about politicians. Um, (laughs) But it's not. It's apolitical in nature. Yes. 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 You get it. Yes. Um, Where on earth are they supposed to be in this movie? The Just desert. an abandoned mountain range? Abandoned mountain range, yeah. Cool. Where they kind of have held up shop for a while there, yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, but there is the one human who lives there. <laughs> Daniel. A, ch- a child and is taken care of by robots, yep. I guess. You know, it's like Mary Poppins with robots. Sure. So this is where Optimus Prime goes full murder mayhem. Yeah. Where he said, you know, I'm just going to play it. Clip number five. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. Turns into the semi-truck. 
the first time you hear this song, I fell off the couch laughing. Because it's... And it's like this happy rock tune as he's just blasting yeah. these guys apart. He l- launches up, leaves his trailer behind, and just pulls out this big cannon. And now, after watching this... I kind of get where Michael Bay got a lot of his ideas for the Transformers movies because this is just nonstop action that makes no sense. And Michael Bay movies are just nonstop action that makes no sense. So maybe he didn't do a bad job translating if, I you, mean, if you take it from this. It's the perfect fit, I think, because that's that's his M.O., Yeah, right? But if you go back to the actual series and then the graphic novels that have come out since then, there's a lot more lore and, and, and storytelling Right. So I think that's what we were missing here. Yeah. Was storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels like a movie uh, for kids who are used to watching a 22-minute version of the show where you're like, oh, it just feels like they cut out all plot and it's just action. Yeah. So about 40 minutes in, I almost texted you and was like, watching this is like the first episode of Game of Thrones you see is Band of Brothers or Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. 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 And so just like two huge groups of people fighting. And you're like, so I don't. Yeah, I guess they're just fighting, and I don't but know why, and if, I don't know who's if you'd who. Watch it, if you'd watch the first two seasons of Transformers, I'm sure it would make a little yeah. bit more sense. But it, it's yeah, it's there's no, there's not a ton of like yeah. setup punch. No. It's just like here we go. Well, and especially since they they bring in so many new characters, that's what was so hard to follow. Yeah. But uh, so Starscream, like I said, throws Megatron out of the ship, and. Um, and and just ma- and then everybody starts fighting to be the leader, right? They all just start beating each other up, and Starscream kind of is the de facto leader at that time. Um, I also said the biology of Transformers is confusing, and I find this in the movies too. Where like in in one of the scenes I was watching from I think Revenge of the Fallen last night, Optimus Prime was breathing and like air like when it was cold, yeah. and I'm like. Do they breathe? Do they have right? Because they're like at one point one of them's getting choked, and I'm like, right? Can you cut off the air to a robot? Like, I don't think so. But they do. You these. cut the circuits, right? You I know, cut the right? Wires. But why yeah. are they breathing? I don't know. I need to. You know what? I need an entire movie just on the anatomy of a transformer. And, and follow up on that when they transform into whatever like machine they're supposed to be. Yeah. Where did where are they breathing from then? If breathing keeps them alive. Also, is it just a given that they're going to have the exact parts inside, like the exact upholstery and everything? And like, you know, uh, or or uh, Optimus Prime's semi-truck. Is it a given that in the back of that he can fit a bunch of cars? Or is that his parts that have folded up and are crammed in there? Yeah, I, I don't have any answers. And if he can breathe, when he opens his chest up, all there is is the Matrix there. Where is that air going? There's so many questions and I, so little answers. The only thing I know about um, Transformers Please Anatomy, yes. Yes. I've yes. heard that the lovemaking of Transformers Ooh. is Skrillex. That's the only thing I've heard. <laughs> Great. Have you confirmed that? <laughs> it's, exactly. It's not yep. officially confirmed, but it's widely believed. It's widely believed, yes. Which means it's been confirmed. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, his name was Ultra Magnus. That's his name. So Prime gets... Speaking of lovemaking. <laughs> sounds like a condom. Ultra Magnus. <laughs> a normal-sized condom with a big name, so you feel better That's about right. yourself. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, so Prime gets shot up. 
He's there dying. He dies, and, and, but before that, he gives the matrix of leadership. They also like make you think that he's going to be fine. He yeah. like gets shot, and they like put him on the table, yeah. and they're like all gathered around him, and like this, to... everything's fine. And they're like, "No, wounds are fatal." <laughs> like, so, wait, okay, wait, wait. hold on, no, you don't do that. This is a cartoon. Yeah, which I give him credit for having the balls to do that. I just wish it was more from a storytelling standpoint instead of a wiggle sell more toys right, standpoint, right, right. Um, or at least back justified it. Because I got way. so. I remember as a kid, I was devastated. And I was crying. I was like, what? Because you watch your hero die in front of you, fade away, and become black and white, which again, <laughs> what does that mean? Why does it become black and white? Because you go into the past. I guess. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it gives a matrix of leadership, which from what I was reading online, I don't think the matrix of leadership, and I may be wrong, correct me please, Transformers fans, because it's been a while since I've seen them. If you can answer this, was the matrix of leadership first introduced in the movie or in past series because if it's first introduced in the movies that's a big thing to just be like here right this is the thing that will destroy unicron and i've been keeping it inside my chest this whole time yeah in between my non-existent lungs that i breathe from. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but i still love it i don't know why i love it so much but i do because it brings back so many memories and and scars from optimus dying um then megatron is rescued rescued by unicron uh he's transformed into galvatron which is a much more powerful version of him i guess um he also uh then then immediately galvatron goes back to the decepticons when they're doing the crowning ceremony for a star scream yeah the uh not when he's crowning from his mother's womb by the way when he's putting his crown on specific just just in case i realize you use the phrase crowning uh uh, (laughs) swearing in i guess yeah uh and then um the constructicons are are playing trumpets? I thought that was really funny. Again, do they breathe? So how are they playing trumpets? Yeah, they, then, I think we've established they do breathe. They do breathe. Yeah. They do somehow. We and, don't know uh, why, but we know they we do. We don't know why. I do have a Matrix of Leadership update. Well, yes. Please. According to Wikipedia, the Matrix of Leadership first appeared in the animated Transformers series in the Transformers movie when a dying Optimus Prime passed it that's, to Ultra Magnus. That's insane to bring that up. <laughs> that's insane to create this with no backstory. Just say, here it is. This will destroy Unicron. I thought I was crazy. I'm so glad you said that, Jeff, right. because I literally thought I was insane watching this. So this is another example of like a fake solution for a fake problem, yes. where it's just like, here's something that we that <laughs> no one knows what it is that could fix which all happens, of our problems. Which happens in the first Michael Bay movie when they're like, this is the AllSpark. We need this to start up our planet again. Right. And then at the end... Sam's like Sam has the AllSpark and Optimus goes give it to me and he goes no and he shoves it into Megatron's chest and then Megatron's chest like becomes lava and he dies and mm-hmm. you're like how is the thing that f- causes all life on your planet the thing that killed him and they never justify it I don't know it's and then like... they bring him back to life with the chunk of it they bring Megatron back to life with the chunk of the AllSpark in the second one it makes no sense <laughs> it's infuriating what does Wikipedia say about Transformer yeah. lovemaking? Please. Uh, I'm on. I'll let you know. <laughs> holy crap. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. Then then um, Unicron has like this Darth Vader hold. Wherever Galvatron is in the universe, he can control him and be like, you will you will obey, obey me and get me the Matrix of Leadership. Yeah. So that's what Unicron wants because he, he needs to destroy... Uh, the Matrix of Leadership in order to keep eating planets. But so this sort of made me wonder, like, if he has so much control and so much power, why didn't he just destroy the Matrix? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. You know, and then, uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. So they're all, they, they've escaped Earth. They're, God, I don't even remember what's happening. Uh, there's, the the ship gets attacked and it's about to blow up. Uh, but before that, there's this line from <laughs> Hot Rod, clip number six. Maybe the Matrix can stop it. You're right, it can. <laughs> what do you know about it, lad? I just got this feeling. (laughs) Deep sigh. That's the best. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. Oh, man. (laughs) Just just listen to this exchange again in case you weren't really fully paying attention on how absurd it is that this is a major plot point where they figure out how to destroy the huge planet chewing up and destroying villain. Maybe the Matrix can stop it. You're right, it can. What do you know about it, lad? I just got this feeling. <laughs> uh, who is who is the Transformer speaking in that Hot exchange? Rod, Hot Rod's okay, the one that so says, Hot Rod, I just got this feeling. Hot Rod does a 180. Uh, no, who's the one that is that is saying maybe, maybe uh, the... I think his name's Cop or something. The guy who always everything reminds him of something else. Yeah, he does a 180 yeah. in. In the span of two lines, yeah. hey. where he's like, "This'll work," and uh, right. Hot Rod's like, "Yeah, what do you know? Why, how do you what?" <laughs> do we think like a producer gave them the note of like there has to be a justification here? But it was like day of, and they're like, "Well, what I, if he has a feeling?" Honestly, <laughs> I mean, maybe I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> I have no idea, and and it's it's hilarious when whenever. Uh, before he passed, whenever um, Orson Welles was interviewed about this, he was like, oh, I don't know, it was a movie about toys fighting other toys. Like, he hated that he did it. Yeah. And rightfully. I, I hate that he did it. <laughs> he deserved better. And then the, the, the Dinobots are just me, Grimlock, and all this weird stuff. Uh, Ultra Magnus crashes his crew onto a desolate planet that looks like a junkyard with Genghis Khan-looking robots with Australian accents, like I said. They're called, like, the uh, Buildicons or something. And then Hot Rod is somehow underwater tied up in in robot seaweed being attacked by robot sharks which we find out are sharkticons and so hot rod and cop, cop or cob whatever his name is are now in a jail where they come across the last of the race of people that were killed in the beginning by unicron my head's exploding just trying to explain this and can we play clip number seven this is the only remote explanation of unicron we get in this movie hi Pentrex, my planet was destroyed by Unicron. Unicron? Who's Unicron? A planet that devours everything in its path. So that's the monster's name. <laughs> that's perfect. So that's the monster's name. <laughs> that's all you get. Just spell it out for me, please. I have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all we get. And then he's immediately taken off and put on a platform where this, like, four-headed... This, it, it's like a face... That keeps turning and has different personalities and monstrous faces on it. And it's like, how do you plead to what they're pleading? I'm not sure. But it's guilty or innocent. And he says, innocent! And they go, good. And then, like, pull the the plank and he falls and gets eaten and ripped apart by the Sharktacons. Again, organic life forms are being ripped apart in a kid's cartoon. I love it. It It's awesome. It would have made me enjoy it a little more if those were just sharks and not, like... For some reason, like everything's a robot except there are sharks on this planet. For what some universe? Reason. Like this is crazy. How many robotic life forms are out there that we didn't know about? Isn't it? Isn't it? And it's also crazy how they've uh, like reflected only life forms that you find on Earth. 
They're like this whole this vast universe that we have no knowledge of, and like they're yep. robots. They're just mimicking. And they're named after the, which just icons. Yeah, yeah icons. Shark icons. Build icons. Yeah, they're like first. Bron, uh, first, we have to learn English. Then we have to name ourselves. Giraffe icons. Yeah. <laughs> it's the safari of all the icons. They're like, how did how did we refer to each other before we learned English? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, the universal burp, greeting. Burp, burp, burp. The universal greeting, which we'll get to. Yes, which is one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, let's play clip number eight because this is the Dinobots fighting. Which the Dinobots are—they're just a cut up. They are just—they're a—they're <laughs> a group of goofballs. Play clip number eight, please. Now see nothing. Me, Grimlock, positive, hot rod, and cop close. Me, Slag, say you follow Viridian Baloney. Me, Grimlock, say you follow Cesium Salami. Viridian <laughs> Baloney. <laughs> This is a little tiny pixie like sprite of an Autobot is coming up. Yep. This is where I thought I was on drugs, where this little dude comes out and it's like, friend, friend, look behind. You go wrong, well, you fool, I say. Where I was like, what is, what, what? Yeah. This got, I didn't think this movie could get weirder. Yeah, it's like a fever dream. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's just what? like, I want to rewatch this and just like get baked and just rewatch the whole thing. Because this such a, I love, like you were saying, I think it was Cerulean Salami and Beril, Ber, something Bologna. But yeah. again, like. They they're, they're basing their foods off of yeah. <laughs> a specific planet that they that they know, but an Earth food. Right. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. And the the Dinobots, let's they're kind of useless. They're, they're they but they do end up finding Hot Rod and Cobb and saving the day. Sure. So they they do come. They're they're wandering around this planet while Hot Rod and Cobb. They say the name like eight times, and I never know what it is. Cobb. 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 One of those. Yep, sure. One of One those. Of those two. Sounds like we're playing charades. Oh, so then the uh, the what? This is another talk text fail. This is incredible. So the shark tacons are about to they're about to dump hot rod and and cop cop. I'm just gonna say Burp, into the into the shark tacon pit. And I said, "Good, Dinobots, open and smash it up." Or is your blue shirt your cons? Ben, is it possible that that did happen? You're just remembering it Maybe. wrong. Maybe. It was a very <laughs> packed film. Maybe there were your blue shirt icons. Yeah. Listen, I, I fully admit that I missed a few details. I think so it's, if I, that's happening, then... I think they yeah. smash up and blow up a bunch of the shark icons is what it was supposed to be. Uh, and so then what happened to the blue shirt icons? And then they just... Uh, the blue shirt icons <laughs> went to work for Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, so Gr- Grimlock tells them to execute the leader... And they just do. They just full on murder the leader, right? Sure. Yeah. And dump the leader into the Sharktacon pit because the oh the, doesn't Grimlock talk to them and they listen or listen? I don't remember. Listen, a couple of times today you've turned to me with a question uh-huh. as if I have answers, <laughs> and I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So there's another big fight that's happening on the Buildacon planet or whatever the hell they're called. And, yes. This uh, is where they build build a bears. They <laughs> they build build a bears there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ultra Magnus gets murdered and like blown apart. His body is yes. This is something yes. that drove this me nuts. is something I remember. Yes. So Ultra Magnus gets blown apart. Hot Rod gets the Matrix of Leadership yes. through that. I can't remember how and what form it happens, but anyways, um, then the we're just gonna call them Buildicons. Just keep going with that. Um, they 
But they put Mag- Ultra Magnus back together and he's fine. <laughs> Which I'm like, wait a minute, he got way more messed up than Optimus. Yeah. So, like, can't you just find Optimus's corpse and bring him back to life? Well, see, if you get blown apart... You're still like your breathing mechanism still works, oh, so you can be see? put back together as long as you're still breathing. See, Optimus had stopped breathing. Okay, thank you for. I'm a, you I'm had a, one answer, but it was the one I needed. That's right. I'm a Doctor Con. So the Buildicons, they're about to attack. Uh, whatever I don't remember the Autobots that are on this planet, and then Hot Rod shows another amazing thing. Just listen to this back and forth between Hot Rod. About specifically when he asks for the universal greeting and then immediately remembers it. <laughs> Clip number nine. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. <laughs> ba weep grana, weep ninny bong. Ba weep grana, weep ninny bong. And then they help. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's a song going on right now that's saying, Dare be stupid, dare be stupid. While they're all dancing, they, they take time to have a dance break. You know that's a... Weird Al. Is it? That's what the chat's saying. That's I thought so. Really? When I, heard that, when I heard the lyrics, I thought it was Weird Al. That's so weird to me that there's Dare to be Stupid playing as they're taking a mini dance break. Listen, it, if, it makes sense to me because truly the universal language is dance. So, so if you're involving yourself in a universal greeting, I, there's no reason there wouldn't be dance. <laughs> Can we just play just the beginning of that again? Because I talked over it a little. Where Wait, was that universal greeting again? Never mind. Oh, no, no, here, play it again, because I want to hear how quickly he says, never mind, I remember it. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. <laughs> That'd be like if this entire podcast, I was like, Jesse, so what did you think of it? Never mind, let me say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's so funny how quickly. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Like, who? It's the best. Like, there again, no tension, because he immediately flips on it. And it's not something that exist so like the audience can't <laughs> so answer funny. that question so it's just so weird that they put that in there oh it was so funny to me it, like i can't stop laughing at that um so then hot rod and the team they they fly in this giant um ship that was on the other planet that they've now fixed and they crack unicron turns into this giant robot which like and start he starts stomping on cybertron like he's going to destroy it because he's pissed off at megatron or galvatron now galvatron galvatron <laughs> i can just say megatron and you'll know it's somebody um and so they fl- they fl- again organic being fly through his eyeball yeah. and then they're like full on body wars fighting inside of him with the other with the Decepticons and oh God, I'm trying to remember what all happens in this because there's a lot. Oh, they shoot, uh, they run through a tunnel and shoot the wall, and then a bunch of water comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where was there water? In it Unicron? was right outside of the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the wall was there, Ben. And then, to, oh, and then yeah. in the middle of his tummy, he has in his tummy in Unicron's <laughs> tummy, he has uh, these. These Autobots and Decepticons being dropped into the vat of acid, like uh-huh. I said. Um, Daniel saves Spike by being able to figure out how to use the mech suit and yeah. shoot um, and save Spike and Bumblebee. Um, again, I said Galvatron strangling Hot Rod. Do they breathe? But that's also something the kid in the suit where they like that was something else that like immediately was solved where yeah. he like 
when he first put it on, he was like, I don't understand this thing. Yeah. And then the next time we see him in it, he's like, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good and so silly. Uh, so this is then Hot Rod and Galvatron are fighting, and Hot Rod's getting his ass handed to him by Galvatron until this theme song kicks in and the tide turns. Clip number 10. You got the tide. Because all you need is this. Oh, right. Octopus. He calls him like Rodimus Prime or something, I think. <laughs> because now he's a Prime. Rodimus Prime wears the Magnus for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now they're fighting. He punches him a whole bunch of times, and instead of, like, murdering Galvatron like you should, because right. he murdered Optimus, he shoots a hole and just throws him out into space. Well. Like, see you later. Done. That worked really well for Starscream. Yeah. Come on, guys. Just murder. They can't breathe in space. <laughs> but they can. I don't know. I don't understand. I have no idea. I don't get it. He keeps going. <laughs> I just want this to go forever. Uh, then he unleashes... He... Turns the matrix of leadership and unleashes it on Unicron. Starts, he blows up his other eye. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's blowing up. They escape narrowly. Unicron blows up, and then uh, Hot Rod says, "This is the end of the Cybertron Wars, uh, and, and we're all one now." And there's, but it only seems like a dozen of them left, hanging out on this desolate, destroyed planet. Sure, with two humans, and then. We see Unicron's head floating, and it's a freeze frame, and then credits roll. So Unicron is coming back. There's one thing I've learned about Transformers Anatomy is I've learned nothing about Transformers Anatomy. thing. And well, I know the head can still breathe. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I know we picked apart this because it makes logically no sense, but that does not discount how much fun I personally had watching it. The animation's top-notch. It's got a ton of action. It just makes no sense. Listen, this... But I would rather it make no sense and we get to point that out than it make perfect sense and us just be like, no, that was a cool part. This is the longest sustained amount of time I've ever been confused. (laughs) It's an hour, 40 minutes. I've never, like... I've never been confused for that long and been like, let me keep going. Let me keep going. But I did it. I did it for, for this movie guys. for you guys. So for appreciate guys. that, please. We have one naysayer in the chat, you guys. What's that? Um, Revassery seventy nine is saying, "What was confusing about this movie? I followed this perfectly as a six year old. Stop the drugs. This isn't a hard movie to follow." <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you're a better man than I yeah, am. You know what? Revassery hey, seventy nine. Here's the thing. Maybe as a six year old, it made. Uh, I just went with it. You know, it's not that it's hard. Rewatch the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would hey. suggest rewatching the movie for sure. I wish I was on drugs when I watched this. I literally was not. Yeah. The only thing I was on was on some uh, green tea. I had some antioxidants. Ooh. (laughs) Why I said that. Anyways, uh, I had a blast talking about this movie. I think it's great in all its amazing encapsulation of 80s cartoon silliness. And if you haven't seen Bumblebee, go see it because it's doing well, but not as well as it deserves to do. Because all the Michael Bay movies made like a billion dollars, and this one is paling in comparison. So go see it because we deserve more Transformers movies like Bumblebee. And tweet at me what you thought of it if you did see it or if you're going to go see it. Let me know what you think. Until next time, Jesse, where can they find you? On Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at the Prime Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, big news if you haven't seen Funhouse Massacre yet, I know it's the movie that just won't die in my mind, but. But hey, it's now on Amazon Prime for free, so you can watch it there and pay the best price imaginable, free 95 Until next time, 
What is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. You got-